Welcome to Imran's podcast, episode number 39. This is your host, Imran Silwal. You can't make yourself do something that you physically cannot do. I'd like to wish you and your family happy New Year 2017. And I also like to thank you for listening to Emron's podcast for in 2016. Looking forward to bring you great content for 2017 and beyond. I'd like to welcome Randy Lyle to Emron's podcast. Randy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Have you got any run done today? I did. I did a five-mile run this morning. Are you liking this up and down weathers of Alabama now, or or you you prefer it to be either hot or cold or consistent weather? I prefer a little more consistency. I like the cold better than the hot, obviously, but I, I don't like the up and down so much. Yeah, I'm, I like the warm weathers regardless. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk about running. Uh, can you just uh, tell us about your running journey? How did you start running, and uh, and we kind of go t- towards the the main topic of this this interview. Sure. Uh, when I was younger in high school, I hated running. I hated everything about it. My my wrestling coach made us run, and I swore I would never do it after I got out of high school. And I got to where I went, um, I don't know, probably close to 20 years without doing really any running to speak of. And in 2008, I decided I needed to do something to get my doctor off my back about my weight and my blood pressure. So I found Danny Harrelson's Couch to 5K program through Run University, and I signed up, and it was a seven-week program to go literally from the couch to a 5K. And for six of those seven weeks, I absolutely hated every minute of it, and then all of a sudden, it didn't seem so bad. Um, Then I ran a couple of 5Ks, ran a couple of 10Ks, ran a couple of half marathons, and then ran a marathon, and along the way, learned how to really enjoy it, and it wasn't punishment and painful as it used to be. So that's kind of how I got started. So how many marathons have you done so far? 32. You kind of travel around for the marathon as well, correct? I do a little bit. I'll do one or two a year that require, I guess, what I would call air travel. Are you trying to also cover like a 50 states or any any, any goal like that do you have? Not not directly. Um, I have friends who are, so I've, I've done a few states kind of just going with them. And at some point, I'll probably have enough states that it'll become a goal. So as you are... Uh, going from absolutely not running at all for a while and then you start running what were your struggles as you um as you were trying to be a runner number one i was i was a little too heavy so running was painful uh having not done it at all for forever you know my i wasn't conditioned for it at all the muscles in my legs and my i had a lot of shin splint issues um i got fitted in the wrong shoes to start with and so i had you know pain in my feet a little bit early on till I got fitted into the right shoe. Um, but from probably more than anything, it was the mental uh, change, I guess, of looking at running as either the punishment that high school coaches use it for or the, the need to do it for conditioning for high school sports to where it's more of a recreational, I, you know, not overly fast. Uh, I don't really care about pace so much when I do my runs as much as I just like I like to get out and run with people. I'm not don't really like to run by myself a whole lot, but I will if I have to. Um, so I think that just the mentality of it's more of a for me a, a social time, and, and my running friends have become my I, you know have become my best friends. Definitely, you have a big group of running friends that you run yeah. day in and day out. So it's always I guess it always helps to have a group of friends to run with. Correct. That's right. So part of your running journey, you also travel to Boston. For that and what are the other other things have you done that's major highlights of your running so far well 
I think for me, I, I was in Boston in 2013 and did not get to finish the race. Uh, so a big highlight for me was being able to go back the next year and having a chance to finish because that's still the only race that I started that I did not cross the finish line. I haven't always looked good crossing the finish line, but I've, you know, I've always, you know, been able to at least finish a race. So that one was a hard one for me, uh, mentally, emotionally to not get to finish. So going back the next year was a huge part of just my running, uh, running highlights for me. Uh, I've had the opportunity to run the Marine Corps marathon a couple of times, and that's always a very, uh, emotional, uh, kind of a race just because of all the activities going on around it. Uh, I've been fortunate enough. I've, I've run New York once. I've run Chicago once. Uh, I went this past year and I ran LA. And I think the highlight of that was actually watching the Olympic trials the day before and just seeing some, what I would consider the truly great American runners, uh, competing at the highest level, you know, but that kind of stuff has always been really tremendous for me. And just get to see other runners who are who who make it look easy, and are really uh, amazing, or what really make me enjoy it. Definitely, and you also have dabbled around doing some ultra races. I have seen you around town doing some ultras. Do you still try to do that, or or have you just stayed only with the marathon and or less distance? You know, I, I do those on occasion. I'm, I'm uh, most of my running group don't go that far. So when I go do something like that. I'm usually kind of on my own unless I can talk someone into trying it. Um, I've, I've done a handful of ultras, probably, I don't know, maybe four or five, 50 Ks. I've done a one 10 hour run up in Kentucky that I think I, I was able to cover about 38 and a half miles. Um, I've done, uh, I did the barely ultra the first year and I, I really wanted to do it this year. I, I twisted my ankle about a week before and just did not want to risk a swollen ankle on the trail so I, I had to pass on it this year but i i enjoy that because it's a different mentality and a different type of um event to go after and it's not so much there's for me anyway there's no speed i'm not a really really comfortable trail runner so it's, it's a lot more work for me to do a trail run but but i like being out in the woods and it's a lot of fun definitely and you enjoy running so it doesn't matter which terrain that you're on right so <laughs> right absolutely now, randy let's talk about the main topic of this uh, interview that you just recently com completed five years of running every day. I mean, uh, personally, I cannot do that. I have tried. I have gone like a week or 10 days and then, and then my body says stop and then I have to stop. Uh, but you have been doing this five years. Uh, can you tell us about that journey? How did you start? And then um, just kind of kind of guide us and uh, talk us through this, this whole journey of uh, running five years every day. Sure. I, I'm, I'm actually an accidental streaker. Um, back in, I guess, 2011, going into, into 2011, I saw a post on Facebook from Runner's World basically issuing a challenge to run every day in the month of January. And so I decided just on my own that I would try it. And I made it to about 20 or 21 days and I got sick or something and ended up not, not making the whole month. Didn't think much more about it because at the time I took at least one to two days a week off from running. Uh, and I also was more focused on trying to run uh, faster. So I would do one or two days of more tempo style work at the time. And so the year went on. And at the end of 2011, somebody in my running group mentioned that there was the Runner's World Challenge again to run every day in the month of January. And they decided that as a group, we should try it. So we started and most everybody, or at least everybody who was trying to do it i think most everybody finished the month of january having run every day 
and I had not intentionally, but I had actually started on Christmas Eve, and I had run every day leading into January. So by the time I got to the end of the month, I was at somewhere around 39 days. And I'm a I'm a numbers nerd, so 39 is not a nice round number. And I decided I could get to 50 days in less than two weeks. Uh, I got to 50 days, and then I decided I would try to get to 100 days. And in the midst of that, I had decided also that I was running a half marathon in Vancouver in August, and I had a time goal for that race. And I felt certain that I couldn't hit that goal without a rest day as I led up to it. And it just so happens all my friends started encouraging me to do the whole year. Um, And I ended up getting to that Vancouver race, and I didn't take a rest day. uh, And I still ran my my goal time. I got to the end of the year, and I looked back at the year and realized I'd run every day that year. I had set like nine PRs. I had run four of those PRs were, were marathon PRs. But I had changed my running sort of philosophy a little bit to be more about running every day versus running tempo stuff but i sort of found that even by accident i got faster and i think it's i realized for me at least that volume tended to really play into my my speed and making it where i could push myself harder um and so then from there i was sort of at a point where i wasn't sure how to stop the streak so here i am four years after that and i, I still don't know how to stop the streak not that I want to, but it's I'm going to have this obsessive compulsive personality in some areas, and apparently this is one of those areas. So, Randy, running every day as a streaker in the last five years, uh, was there any moment that you said, I don't want to do this anymore, or, or you just say, okay, this is my goal, I'll do it regardless? Well, it's interesting because the first year, I remember on, I decided that Easter Sunday would be a good day to, uh, to end it. Um, don't really necessarily know why I picked that day. I think I was sort of tired of running every day. And I just thought that would be a good way to sort of recognize the importance of Easter. And I would just sort of make that a symbolic end to the streak. And so I did not get up that morning and run. Uh, I went to church that day. I did all the stuff you would normally do on Easter through the afternoon. And that night about 9.30 or 10 o'clock, as we, you know, my wife and I went to bed. And I'm laying there for a second. And the more I laid there, the more I was like, well, you really only have to run one mile. If you want to keep this going. So about 1030, I start getting up out of the bed and my wife's like, what are you doing? And she has a treadmill in our basement. And I just looked at her and I said, I have to go run a mile. I can't. I'm not going to be able to sleep if I don't. So that's sort of when I kind of realized that mentally for me, it was probably something I was going to continue to push. And I don't know. It's just, I guess, the, the obsessive side of me just was like, I, if, I, if I can run a mile, that's all it really takes. And I had read about a guy on a flight back from Houston in uh, the Southwest Airlines magazine that was approaching 40 years of a streak. And the article talked about the United States Running Streak Association. And so I had read about that a little bit later and realized that there's actually, a, this is all an organized thing. This is, I just thought I was doing something, you know, just because. And so now that I know there's an organization, I sort of feel like there's a group of people out there that are as crazy as I am. So let's try to stay with them. And I really haven't had another day. I've, I've, I've had some injuries. I've had some sickness. It has made it hard to get out and go, but um, so far I've been able to at least force myself out. And if I have to hobble through a mile, I hobble through a mile. If I have to finish a mile and, and cough for 30 or 40 minutes, then that's just kind of what I do. And my wife gets on to me about it, but it just kind of is the way I am. Definitely. It's becoming a part of your life, I guess. Now. Right. What is the least mile that you have to run to keep up your streak? Well, when I started, I decided that it was 
you know, I wanted to run at least a mile a day. When I read the article about the United States Running Strict Association and the fact that they actually have guidelines and rules, and I read their guidelines and rules, and, and theirs says something along the lines of you have to run a continuous mile unaided. Never really been certain about exactly what that means other than you can't have someone, I guess, help help you, I don't know, help you finish a run or something like that. But So I sort of accidentally was following the rules that they had set out. And so it's it's one mile is the minimum according to what their requirements are. So are you are part of that association now? Is that what you said correct? Well, I, actually, I haven't. I have not actually officially joined it. I sort of, uh, I do follow it on Facebook and I know people um, who are members and you know, people encourage me to. And it's just a matter of, you know, now that I've hit five years, I probably will make it a point to go join the association. But it's, it just sort of seemed like a, I don't know, I guess I didn't realize how many people were doing it until I, I got on their their website and looked around a little bit and realized it's a pretty big deal for a lot of people. And there are some people out there who have really um, kept up streaks for 30, 40, 45 years, which astounds me. Tell us about um, running uh, comes with injuries, correct? Um, so running every day, even a mile, in a, any condition may not be safe to run. Have you ever faced such a challenge where you were injured and you, you continue running or you haven't had that issue? Uh, I haven't had a serious enough injury to prevent me from running a mile. It's, it's been a huge help for me to have a, to have a treadmill at home uh, because on the days where, where I've, I've, I've twisted ankles countless times, um, sometimes it's only painful for a few days. Sometimes it's painful for a few weeks. Um, I twisted my ankle earlier this month and I've, you know, even though running it doesn't hurt, it's still there's still some tenderness there. So I, I sort of baby it a little bit to make sure I don't make it worse. But um, I'm real careful about the type of injury. I, you know, I had a foot problem earlier in the year, and uh, I got concerned that maybe there was a broken bone in the foot. So I did go to the doctor and get it checked out. Turns out it was it was plantar fasciitis, and he basically told me sort of some things to do to take care of it. But at the same time, he told me that basically how much pain I could tolerate would dictate how much running I could do. Definitely. Yeah, plantar is uh, different. I have realized plantar is different for different people. Uh, whenever I had plantar a few years ago, I continued to run. I actually took on more on trail running than uh, running a road, but I think mm -hmm. uh, it helps you. But you know, it's just, I think it's a different for different people. Right. Um, do you think it's a safe to run? I mean, for you, probably the answer is yes, because you've been running all these years. But people like me who wants to do this as a challenge, do you think it's safe to do that? I think it's one of those things that I had to adapt my my running to running every day. If I had continued to try to do one or two days of really hard, uh, more intense pace and uh, hills and stuff like that, I'm not sure I could have maintained that level and been able to run every day without risking some injury. I mean, I think there are dangers to it. I think, um, you know, you're, you have to know what your recovery time is like. You have to know how to take uh, an easy day to recover. So when I have a, if I have a particularly hard run or series of runs where I, I can feel my legs are, you know, really suffering, uh, I don't have a problem cutting back my mileage, cutting back my pace. Um, I just sort of adjust for it and, uh, just make sure I take care of myself. You know, I had a, I had a hamstring start bothering me last December, and I spent a month where I walked up every hill. Uh, I reduced the amount of distance I was running, even though I was trying to prepare for the LA Marathon. 
and I really had a time goal at the time I started my preparation. I just realized after a month of having to do that, my time goal was no longer relevant, and now it was just a matter of going out, enjoying the race, and finishing. So it, it does, you know, it depends on the mindset of the person because a lot of people I know, I don't think they can make that switch. So uh, as you run every day, um, how many average mile do you log in a year, last five years? What is what is your average? Where's the highest and lowest miles have you logged in a year? You think that, that running every day, people will log a lot more miles. I guess that's not the goal as well, correct? It's it's not, but I do set a mileage goal every year. Um, I've only hit that goal once. Uh, my, my biggest mileage year probably was probably three or four years ago, and I set a goal of 2,500 miles, and I got a little over 2,500. Um, this year has been really challenging. I've had multiple little issues to deal with all year that's that's limited my mileage to a degree, um, but I came into the year with a goal of 2,500 miles. I'm probably going to finish the year with 2,200 or so miles. Um I guess for me, an average year is somewhere around 2,200 miles, roughly. Uh, if I can, if I can, you know, not have any issues to deal with, and the weather doesn't cause too many issues, um, I can get close to 2,500 miles in a year. Um, yeah, I've had a couple of years where it's closer to 2,000 miles. I don't think I've been under 2,000 miles even before I started the streak, outside of maybe the first year I was running. Definitely, and one thing I have realized is more miles sometimes can bring a lot of injuries. I guess 2,200 is still a lot of miles, but, but I, th- I think your body may be conditioned to handle that much mile every year. Yeah, again, I, I, I really do pay a lot of attention to how I feel. And most of my runs these days are based on how I feel. So I can go out one day with a group, um, and I can be near the front of the pack with them running, no issues whatsoever. I can go a couple of days later with the same group of people, and I may I may near the you know be near the back, or I may even be lagging behind a little bit. And it's just I'm not going to push myself when my body's telling me not to push myself. Um, if I can push and they're pushing, then I'm happy to do it. But it's I really really run mostly by feel more than anything else. Um, I think a lot of people may be curious um, how often you change your shoes and what type of shoes you wear. I think it may help to dictate you know, how you run as well, I guess. Yeah, I, I used to wear the Brooks Ghost, and I, I think it's a great shoe. I love the shoe. Uh, probably three, maybe four years ago now, I was introduced to the Skechers Ultra shoe, and it's a very high cushion. It, uh, at least at that time, it was a very high cushion shoe. Uh, I had not given Skechers paid a lot of attention to them because the only shoe I'd ever tried was the shoe that Mel Kofleski wears, and that's not a shoe that works for me. Uh, but I was introduced to that Ultra. I liked it. I bought it. Um, I wore it for several times, uh, for several sessions, and then I, I switched over at one point to a different, uh, to the Skechers Go Run, uh, or I think it's the Go Run Ride. I, I've worn several iterations of it. Um, I'm, I'm actually back. To, there's a new, they, they changed the Ultra and I have the trail version of the Ultra and the road version of the Ultra, and that's what I wear. It's still a lightweight shoe with a lot of good cushioning. It's a neutral shoe. I don't do well with stability or support shoes, um, but I'm a, I have become a Skechers person, especially when it comes to the shoes through and through. That's all I have. I still think the, you know, the, the other shoes, the Brooks, the Mizunos, the Sauconies, all those I think are good shoes for, you know, if they're, if they're the right shoe for the runner, but I, I have sort of kind of become a Skechers person. I think has found that's been the best shoe for me. I can get easily, easily get four to 500 miles on a pair of shoes. And so 
if you just do the math on, say, 2,500 miles a year or 2,000 miles a year, I probably go through about five pairs or so of shoes a year. But I usually am rotating two or three pairs at a time. Definitely. I never tried to sketch your shoes. I may have to look into it. I wear all kind of shoes, you know, from Hoka mm-hmm. and Montreal to Solomon to any anything else. Right. Uh, like you, I like to rotate a lot. And my trail shoes is different from the road shoes. And I'm racing shoes is different from the <laughs> running shoes. Right. Everyday running shoes, you know, things like that. And uh, I, I do rotate. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Tell us about your nutrition. How, what kind of nutrition do you follow or do you follow any nutrition? Is that part of your running everyday goal or it's, it's not? Well, actually, I was probably, from a nutritional standpoint, probably the absolute worst eater you could find from somebody who ran on a regular basis. Uh, I've never been good with my diet. And uh, probably about six or eight months ago, my wife, who is actually a very nutritious uh, conscious person introduced me to a, a place where I actually get most of my meals now uh, because they're more balanced, they're more proportional calorie wise and nutritionally speaking, they're much better than what I was doing. Uh, so I've probably been better with my nutrition for the last six months, but I've never really been very good at it in terms of my running and how I run. Um, I know my, my coach, Danny Harrelson, has often said that you can't outrun a bad diet. And I jokingly tell them I've tried for seven years to disprove that, and I've not been very successful. <laughs> Talk about uh, training and running. Uh, do you also follow any sort of training plans, or or kind of now you just kind of run every day? What do you need, or you have some sort of set training plans? I don't necessarily follow a set plan as much as I sort of know that I'm, if I have a marathon coming up, I sort of know how many miles I need to be doing based on how far the race is out. Um, I'm usually training with people who are also preparing for the same race. So most of my long runs are just sort of accommodating whatever they need. If I want more mileage than they have, I may go an hour early and run four or five miles before they get there and then run what they're running. Um, Weekdays, I kind of, I'm kind of this, I run whatever the people around me want or need to run in most cases. And then if I need more I'll just adjust my timing to make to get more miles. Randy, can you kind of guide us through what's the mindset of a streaker like you or people you know or read about? What is the mindset here for people like us who kind of don't understand why you have to run every day, even day, day in and day out? Um, we don't run because we want to rest. You know, there's always a rest time and downtime we like to have. Um, but uh, for, for you or, or people who's on that path and in that journey that you do it regardless kind of guide us through your mindset well i think for me it's i've no matter what i've ever done in my life i've always done it at full speed um 100 effort uh i put everything into it i don't really know how to go half speed my my friends growing up used to joke that everything that i i did was a competition so if, if i was doing the same thing someone else was doing i had to try to outdo them at that so for me it's it's you know, the thing I like about running when I got into it as an as an older adult is that now my competition every time is against myself. So if I go run a 5K, I'm running against my previous 5Ks. I really don't care so much what the other people around me are doing. Um, I'm always there to compete against myself and in former races. So um, I sort of feel like that in order to get better, I've got to get out there and run. So I also find that I, I work a <clears throat> I work a good number of hours every week uh, just because of what I what what I have going on at work and I'm in a much better state of mind at work if I got my run in that morning 
it's like that's my time to sort of relax and decompress. Um, in some cases, to think about the day ahead um, and sort of plan out what I need to do that day. And so by the time I get to work, I'm much more productive if I had a chance to run that morning. And it's just a habit. You know, I think once it becomes a habit, it's just what you do. I, I don't think about it in the morning anymore. I, uh, you know, I get ready to go to bed. I pack up my, my work clothes for the next day, uh, get my running clothes for the next day out. So in the morning when I wake up, I get up, um, grab my stuff, and I just go. And it's not a question of whether or not I'm going to go run. So as you look forward for 2017 and beyond, uh, do you see yourself continuing on next five years, 10 years? I know it's hard to answer these questions, but, but kind of on your mindset itself, do you think you, you, you now you're built to continue? I think so. Uh, you know, I, you can never say that, that, you know, something won't happen that stops it. But, you know, unless something pretty extraordinary were to come along that, that just prevents me from being able to run, uh, I don't have any intention to stop. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, I see people out there. There's a, a guy in town named Prince Watley that he had an 11-year streak that he ended because he had to for health, re- or I guess not health, I guess he got injured. Um and, you know, that's that can always happen because, you know, he was the kind of guy I could have seen him going 20 or 30 years. So I guess there's no guarantee that I'll, you know, I can make it tomorrow. But, you know, unless something unforeseen happens, I don't have any intentions to stop. I'm not sure mentally my body, my mind would let me not do it. Yeah, Randy, um, Prince Wadley was our uh, Emron's podcast guest, uh, episode number 10. I will link that up and uh, people can listen to his his journey as well and how, how he had to stop. Uh, talking about uh, a little bit more, uh, you talked uh, many times about Run University um, and Coach Danny Harrell, uh, he's a huge part of a Birmingham running community and looks like he's a huge part of your, your running journey as well. Can you talk a little bit, kind of touch base? I will bring him into an, in a future podcast, but just want you to kind of touch base and, and talk about a little bit. Sure. Uh- I mean, I wouldn't be running today if it weren't for Danny. He has a way of taking somebody like me who absolutely hated it and really wasn't sure I w- it was something I wanted to do. And he, he has a way of making it fun, but at the same time challenging. Um, I think if you just look at the, the number of runners in the Birmingham community who have started through his program, I think you would find that I would say it the vast majority of people probably at some point in time were either starting with him or training with him. I think he, uh, the thing that I think most people like, and at least I know I do is, you know, that he really is primarily concerned with your success and with helping you reach your goals. Uh, he, he's not going to do it for you, obviously, but he's going to make sure that, you know, he's going to give you the plan that will let you reach whatever goal you want. I mean, if you want to just be a faster 5k runner, he's, He's more than happy to, to help you get there. If you want to become a marathoner, he can get you there. Um, you know, I think he's he's done, I don't know how many, 60 or so marathons, and his wife, Mickey, who works with him, has, has done, you know, I'll say 80 marathons in almost all 50 states. Uh, between the two of them, you can't find two better people. Um, and, you know, they're, the, they're probably the biggest reason that I'm interested in it and still going, and I still run with that group every Saturday if I can. Um and it's just a huge part of my running journey has been with Danny and Mickey right behind me. Great. There's always somebody supporting and like that right. it always helps. Before we conclude our interview, uh, Randy, I was just wanting you to give a word of advice to people who, who are listening to us or thinking about going uh, running every day. 
next next 10 days, 15 days, one year, 10 years. Kind of give a word of advice and um, do's and don'ts and for being a streaker in the future. Well, I think from my perspective, it, it needs to be that you're doing it because you want to do it or you, you know, whether it's just you want to challenge yourself to go run for 30 days in a row or you want to run, you know, two weeks in a row or, or whatever. I think if it's, if it's not something you want to do, uh, I think you're going to have a hard time getting up every morning because it does take a little while for that to become a, uh, a, a habit so that you're not laying in the bed going, Oh crap, I have to get up again. Um, but I think too, the biggest thing for me, and I mentioned it earlier is I think you really have to pay attention to how your body feels. If, um, if you push yourself to the point where you're already hurting or maybe even slightly injured and you continue to push yourself hard, you're just going to put yourself on the shelf for a while. So that's to me, the two biggest things is, is, you know, do it for the right reason, but then also be smart about how you go about it. And that, you know, if you, you can't, you can't make yourself do something that you physically cannot do. Um, so that's the biggest key, I think, to me is to is to be smart about it and listen to what your body's telling you. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Hoping forward sure. to listen to your journey in the coming days. And good luck running every day in 2017 and beyond. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emruns Podcast. Visit emruns.com for latest updates as well as links to our social media channel.